I can't do it. Okay. We'll do it live. Okay. We'll, no. we'll do it live. Fuck it. Do it live. I can. I'll write it and we'll do it live. Yes, that familiar theme music warns you that it's time once again for the Spud Goodman Radio Show with Chick Hunter. 60 minutes of audio on the internet. And now, to start things off, here is the studio orchestra of the Spud Goodman Show, Accordion Joe. Here comes the Spud Man. From the bowels of NWCZ Studio, ladies and gentlemen, let's get ready to rumble. Here he is, the head cheese meister of the world wide web. It's Spud Goodman. Greetings, I am Spud Goodman. Welcome one and all to my little program. Not with me, as always, is my longtime co-host, Chick Hunter. No, because he had to bowl in some league championship tonight. And I should add, he's not real good at it. But he had to fill in on his you know, his dad's 70 and over bowling team. I, I guess they allow one guy per team to be under 70 or they wouldn't have a league. So anyway, he's spending some quality time with his dad, which is nice. But, you know, I'm hoping he doesn't throw too many gutter balls because Mr. Hunter is really intense. And he's going to start screaming at him for sure, so... I just hope it works out. Anyway, okay, with me, though, tonight is my longtime bodyguard, Irish. Say hello to the listeners, Irish. I hope you know I'm fine with multitasking here in the studio yep. and being a co-host. But my first priority remains your safety and protection. Mm-hmm. And on that note, I would have appreciated a list of the band members 48 hours ago. Yeah. So I could have completed a cursory background check. I mean, I did frisk them for weapons, but it would have been nice to have checked priors and other concerns. Look, I know the guys in Kramer. They're totally cool. No worries. Though you know how much I appreciate your constant vigilance on my behalf. It's my job, Mr. Goodman. No need to thank me. All right. So help yourself, everyone, to the beer in the fridge, uh, guys in the band, whatever. The suggested limit is six Paps Blue Ribbons or two Heinekens per person. Mr. Goodman, you know I don't drink on duty. After all these years, have you forgotten? Okay, all right. But anyway, uh, you're just serving as my co-host tonight. Just remember that. You're not just my bodyguard. Uh, What? Excuse me. Is this the Spud Goodman radio show? Oh, hey, Spud. Um... Amber, what are you doing here? We're we're sort of doing a radio show live right now. Can, well, let's just meet up later, okay? We can talk about this. I told you, Mr. Goodman, I should be stationed at the door and not Uh, be here with you on the mic. Who is she? Wait, is this who I think it is? No, Amber, um, would you mind maybe just taking a walk with Irish here back to your car? He will walk you and escort you all the way. I had a girlfriend drop me off, babe thought maybe you and I could do something oh. after the show. Um, you know, catch up on stuff. Gosh, yeah. we haven't seen each other in... Tomorrow would have been 75 days. Think she's packing? No. She's clean. Everything's okay. Let's just not escalate things, right? I don't need to have a Jay-Z scene here. I'm a little older than him and the agility's kind of slipping. No way I could block all the flying feet coming at me. No need to worry about that, Mr. Goodman. 
can just sit over here and watch. Is that okay? Uh, yeah, yeah, fine. Okay. Uh, just for a little bit. I, I need to focus here, though. As I said, we are on the air live. This is a radio show. Do you understand this, Amber? Oh, sure. I get it. I'll sit right here by the control board, and you won't hear a peep yeah. out of me. On one, are you cool with that? Yeah, yeah, I'm... Yeah, I'm good. All right. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, this this Amber, uh, just just don't stand in my way, and and you know I have to communicate with Spud in the band. Not a problem. My lips are sealed. I'll not budge from my seat here. Wow, you have so many buttons to push. It must be stressful at times, right? Whoa, 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 whoa. All right, like uh, I'll get you out of. This. Okay, right now it's time for some music. Let's get out of this thing, uh, and I'll deal with this. Uh, how about the minus five live on my show uh, KTZZ in 1994? Uh, they they remain a great band. They're still still playing to this day. Check it out. I don't ever think about tomorrow What a while is all on another day But I think that it's been said By somebody up ahead The older guys get the mix with their style Older guys squeeze until it makes them wild Well, since we got the older guys to show us how I don't see why we should stop right now Well, it's so costly living down on the ocean but on the beach is where I want to make my home And I think that it's been said By somebody up ahead The older guys really know it's all about The older guys really make it all work out Well, what's the use of looking like a girl on the street? This is the Spud Goodman Radio Show. Hey, what's up? This is Tracy Morgan. I'm a black dude. You listen to my favorite white guy, Spud Goodman. We used to fuck holes together. Spud Goodman, what's up, bitches? All right, I guess we got a call. Uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully this is him. Uh, please welcome comedian, actor, director, and writer Michael Ian Black to the show. Uh, warm welcome to you, Michael. Hello. Yes, uh, that's a lot of titles, first of all. Well, I, you, you said them all. I, I don't insist on that. No, no, no. That's my, that's my job. Okay, for my few listeners who may not be familiar with your career, let me do this. Uh, you've been in more than a few very cool shows, such as The State, Ed, Viva Variety, Stella, and of course the VH1 series I Love the 70s, 80s, and 90s. And you also host a show with D.L. Ugly. Trust me, I'm a game show host on TBS. Uh, lastly, you're now on a stand-up tour. So my question on that one is, uh, is stand-up more grueling uh, than going into a studio each day, or is it the best job ever? Uh, 
Well, it's both. It can be grueling. Not so much the uh, the performing as the traveling, because you know how terrible that is. Yep. But the uh, the performing itself is really fun. It's, it's just everything around it can be a little grueling, and sometimes being in a TV studio can be grueling too. Um, because the hour it can get it can go long you know the nice thing about stand-up is you work basically an hour a day which are pretty good hours for anybody uh yeah yeah not bad um hey uh this is off the record i I understand you're married but can i ask you a question about your single days did you ever experience a woman that was mm, i don't really want to use the s word but you know maybe i will a stalker a woman that a really nice lady who just wouldn't take no for an answer i'm having to do that in my studio right now you're having a stalker in your studio? Well, she's kind of, I mean, she's a lovely woman, and she's sitting right over there. And, you know, I'm just saying, uh, have you ever had to deal with anybody that was uh, that was uh, quite uh, uh, aggressive in, in pursuing you? I don't think I'm nearly as desirable as you, so I haven't had that problem. Uh, thank you for that. All right, so maybe there's an upside to this. Um, hey, as someone who has wrote and directed a major motion picture wedding days, is the system rigged as to what is a hit and what film disappears into thin air like a civic-minded citizen preparing to testify against a mob boss in the 70s? I mean, what? I mean, it just seems so random. Well, I think it, it is random to a certain degree, but I don't, I don't think it's rigged in any way. I mean, everybody, I think, in, in the film industry is trying to make money. So... Uh, they do the best they can, and sometimes they win and sometimes they lose. Mm-hmm. All right, super. Uh, hey, you've also written a children's book, uh, Chicken Cheeks. How tough uh-huh. an assignment was that? Because I assume the other side of your creative mind has to take over on a kid's book. Because does, does every story have to have a hap- happily ever after thing at the end? Well, I've written several children's books, and they do tend to have happy endings, yes. Um, but no, I don't think you need to. Okay. I think you could. I think you could have a tragic children's book. Again, I don't know if it would sell great. Maybe for the parents, they get really tired of the same old lame. You know, of course, your stuff. I'm guessing has quite a twist. And I have not read your children's books, but I'm, I'm guessing there. There's got to be a twist to them. There just. There has to be knowing your work. Well, I would say they're they're a little bit uncommon in the children's book uh, category. Um, they're maybe a little sillier than okay. other children's books. All right, super. Hey, Irish, look, she's snapping pics on her phone. She's probably going to post them on Facebook. Hopefully it's just on our site because nobody goes there. Hey, as a professor emeritus of pop culture, what's your take on the future of, say, Facebook for people under 40? Do you see it going the way of AOL and Donkey Kong? Yeah, dead. Dead? Already dead. I, I think we have another three weeks of Facebook before it just disappears. All right. Hopefully, that, yeah. That's for the record. Um, hey, by now, most of your fans are aware you almost uh, got the job on the Late Late Show on CBS before they sort of swiped it from you and gave it to Craig Ferguson. My question, though, is now that he's leaving, any thoughts about the late night grind? It's becoming kind of a really competitive situation, maybe more so than network primetime and guaranteed ulcers. So maybe it worked out, you know, for the best. What do you think? Maybe. I mean, I... Uh I certainly wasn't happy to not get the job, but I think Ferguson did a great job with the time slot. He doesn't seem to have ulcers, and he's getting out. He's doing doing a smart thing. You know, putting his time, sent his resignation, he's like, I'm out. You know, I don't think you need to hang around 25 years in a show like that. You know, do however many years you want, and, and... Forget about it. All right, right, super. Hey, in 2011, you co-wrote a book with uh, Megan McCain titled America, You Sexy Bitch, A Love Letter to Freedom. You know, she's sort of despised by the Republican old guard in the Fox Nation. I do enjoy her quite a bit. Um, What did you take away from this experience? Well, the overall lesson for me was that 
as uh, as polarized as cable news would would have us believe we are about each other that you know when you just talk to people day to day most people want basically the same things and uh, the, and and even agree to a large degree on how on what those things are but you know how we get there uh, tends to be the biggest points of disagreement. So, I guess it just it, it's the, the biggest lesson to me was just that we have a lot more in common than we do that that separates us, and that was kind of reassuring. I'm guessing she might have been a fun uh, person to hang out with. Is that is that accurate? Oh, she's a lot more fun than I am. Republicans are a lot more fun than Democrats in general. Democrats tend to be whiny scolds. Republicans tend to want to drink a lot and have fun and shoot guns. Who would you rather hang out with? That's true. They're much much more uh, active patronizing the prostitution trade, too. So, yeah, they probably are a heck of a lot more fun. Now, yeah, I never thought of it quite like that. Good point. Okay, uh, Michael, let's talk poker. You've appeared uh-huh. on Celebrity Poker Showdown in the past. Do you still play regularly? And is there really such thing as a poker face, or is it just a dumb title to a song? I don't play very regularly very uh anymore because um, it just takes too much time. If you really want to get good at poker, you really have to devote a lot of time to it, and I don't I don't have the time. Um, as far as a poker face goes, I would say that's more uh, myth than anything else. Hmm. Meaning that anybody can have a decent poker face. You know, you just you just don't you just don't scream and jump for joy when you have a great hand, mm-hmm. and then you have a pretty good poker face. Uh, it's better to just have a good poker head than a poker face. Uh, do you compete with props, meaning uh, maybe there's super dark shades, the hat pulled down, and, or do you just go uh, sans on, on that Terrell? Uh, the most I will do is a pair of headphones uh, to listen to music. Oh, super. That, that might be a little distracting to your competitors. I like that. Um, okay, what has been the most memorable moment in Michael Ian Black's existence on Earth to this point? You're going to sound, it's going to sound like I'm pandering. Go ahead. But I think this, I think this interview. Super. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling it. I'm feeling that. Um, okay, well, all right. Well, once again, I want to thank you, Michael, for checking in with us tonight. You will be appearing tomorrow night at 9 p.m. at the Showbox in Seattle. Tickets are still available, and uh, I certainly hope we'll talk again. I very much enjoyed this visit. Well, thank you, Spud. I did, too. All right. Thank you. Bye. For all who love beautiful music, there's one program you must hear. This is the Spud Goodman Show. All right, we're back. All right, cool. This is uh, musical guest interview time. I enjoy this period of the show. Please welcome uh, the band Kramer, who hail from the Puget Sound area. As this is an open carry show, I can see, you know, uh, what you're packing, gentlemen. But, you know, for our listeners' benefit, maybe you should state for the record your identity and your musical instrument of choice. I'm Brandon. I like banjos and guitar. (laughs) I'm Drew. I play bass. Spencer drums. <laughs> All right, Spencer. Super. Uh, so this is off the record for each of you, but boxers or briefs? And uh, I got to ask anyone into the high-rise old school white ones. I don't know what high-rise means, and I don't really think I want to know, but any, what, where are you guys at on that issue? Boxer briefs. Boxer briefs. Yeah, manties. <laughs> All right, super. Um, if, if each of uh, you could be in one band other than Kramer for a day, what would it be? And, uh, for me, I got to say it's right for the record. Uh, and I, I've never been in a band, but if I could, it would be Mott the Hoople because the name sounds really cool. How about you guys? Uh, Los Lobos. Cool. Very good band. Yeah. Uh, I'd probably do uh, The Damned. 
Uh, this old band from Tacoma, Demonomania. <laughs> All right, super. Um, how difficult is it for you guys to perform your songs on stage when you, you know, don't have a teleprompter available to remind you of the lyrics, you know, the, of the stuff you've written? That seems to be like a necessary tool for the older bands with more than four albums. Can you guys handle it without a teleprompter? Oh, most of the time we bring a teleprompter, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. On. I still Thanks write mine. Super. Um, well, what's the name of the first song you're going to do? Wake Up. <laughs> Is it? <laughs> All right. Well, let's do it. Wake up with a bright-ass day well, I've got to get on my feet again Days like this don't come for Bridget Poma, Washington well, I've got to find my way Do you hear the world calling out your name? There are those who think every day is the same I had legs, I'd go outside and skate down to the creek I wanna fly away Once again, here are your hosts, Spud and Irish. Mr. Goodman, you have a call. Um, all right. On one, I uh, put it through. Hello? Can I speak uh, to that woman in the studio, the one who's going out with Spud? I'm here. Who am I speaking to? Oh, I would rather not divulge that. But let's just say I'm intimately aware of the challenges of dating the host of this radio show. Are you seeing mm. Spud now? Well, I knew he was seeing uh, someone. How long has this been going on? Um, I'd really appreciate someone being honest with me here. Okay, uh, is this Kathy? Okay, we, you know we, we we went out a few times like two three years ago. Okay, <laughs> I. Th- uh, no, I'm afraid not. Mr. Goodman, I would advise you to terminate this call. It can only end ugly. Um, Amber, it's Amber, right? Yeah. I think you really need to reconsider your interest in this guy. Hmm. I can say from personal experience, he will only disappoint you. I am not saying he's a total douchebag, but I wouldn't expect much from him. With his video games, the ESPN, the internet porn, I doubt he has any time for you. You know, it is really difficult finding time to spend together. Not on my part. He just seems really distracted. Was it like that for you? Girl, you have no idea. uh, Excuse me. This is not the Real Housewives of Pierce County. I'm in the middle of a radio show. Can you two take this up another time? You know, I get it. I'm a terrible boyfriend. It's not like I wasn't up front with you, Amber. And whoever you are, if we ever did see each other, I'm pretty honest about it, right? 
Hey, Amber, has he made you a mixtape yet? Why, uh, yeah, he has. It was full of all the bands he likes. Sorry, Spud, but most of them really sucked. Really? Seriously, are you serious? Well, you know, I put a lot of effort handpicking those bands. He did the same thing with me. You'd think he would have at least selected a few bands I like. Hey, 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 wait a second. Okay, all right. If this is who I think it is, and I think I, I, I kind of got this one now, I'm not going to say your name on the air, but you have horrible taste in music. Didn't you actually go see Creed in concert? And, and also, Ario Speedwagon. I don't mind the wagon in small doses. Yeah, a whole 70 minutes in concert or whatever they do? Uh, no. Okay. Well, right. girl, all I can say is good luck with this guy. If you want to give me a call after the show, I will leave my number with the producer, so call me. Well, okay. Hey, uh, Thank you. It's uh, never good when they uh, talk amongst themselves, is it? I'm, I'm basically screwed. Yeah, it depends. If you're interested in never dating your stalker again, I would say the old girlfriend will take care of your problems. You don't know Amber. She's like mentally tough and never gives up. She's relentless. Anyway, let's get back. All right, so right now we're going to uh, take a brief break. Uh, we're going to have a musical interlude. This is interesting. Check it out. Chevrolet's big features over Ford and Pontiac. Outside, Chevrolet is the style center. Inside, Chevrolet is larger. On the go side, Chevrolet leads in performance and economy. Best of all, Chevrolet is priced right. Ford says they have all new styling. Now they're just catching up with last year's Chevrolet. Look how Ford copied Chevrolet's arched fender line in their 66. A Galaxy 507 liter costs $420 more than an LTD. However, the inefficient Ford 428 cubic inch engine develops only 345 horsepower to LTD. However, 428 cubic inch develops only 345, yet the inefficient horsepower, 390 horsepower, 283 cubic inch engine, $20, 390, 345, Galaxy 500 delivers more punch, 7 liter, 427, 390 horse, 400 V8 LTD. However, 86, 428, Ford and Chevrolet have the same wheelbase, yet Chevrolet is longer, wider, and has more wraparound length in the bumpers, yet Chevrolet is longer, wider, longer, wider and has more wraparound length in the bumpers. More wraparound length in the bumpers. Chevrolet has more visibility than Ford, too. Higher priced Fords have no special taillight identification. No special taillight identification. No special taillight identification. Caprice Hardtop's distinctive rear illumination is trimmed with elegant moldings. Elegant moldings. Sculptured wraparounds, sculptured wraparounds refine Caprice's super sports Impalas and wagons. The Country Squire's gaudy bolts and fat fiberglass moldings are a leftover from the past. The Caprice's bright modern style molding is the trim buyers want in 66. Sell this big Chevrolet feature. Sell Chevrolet's advanced styling. Sell Chevrolet's big luxurious interiors. Sell Chevrolet's unbeatable powertrain combinations. Sell all of Chevrolet's Big features over Ford and Pontiac. 
See the USA in your Chevrolet. America is asking you to call. Drive your Chevrolet through the USA. America's the greatest land of all. Don't touch that mouse. Spud and Irish will be right back after this brief intermission. Once again, here are your hosts, Spud and Irish. I hope you don't mind, Spud, but I'm just sitting here kind of ignored. You really haven't even acknowledged yeah. my presence. Yeah. Um, not that I expect you to make an announcement to your listeners that I'm your significant other right now, um, but it would be nice to know that you aren't ashamed of me or our relationship, you know? Yeah, okay, I understand, and no, I'm not ashamed of our relationship as it is. But, I mean, let's be honest here. We haven't really gone out in a really long time. 75 days tomorrow. 75, okay. Mr. Goodman, uh, I, guess I suggest we go to that. a code red. I will dispose no, of the no, problem. No. Dude, this is a small town. I don't need any Facebook pics of her getting kicked out of the studio. The, the, the woman snaps selfies all day long. Let me look at her right now. I'd rather, you know... Not be any uh, in those, you know, you know the kind of shots I'm talking about. I, I, I it's not going to happen. I'm not going to take that risk. She's snapping away right now. Look at the cameras in her hand. Right. Have it your way, Mr. Goodman. Hey guys, uh, we've got a lot of dead he- air here. Are, are we going to follow the schedule, or are we just kind of, you know, free balling it right now? All right, fine. I got it. All right. So Amber, as we continue to be live on the air, live on the air, uh, maybe you could just hold it down. You know, at least until after the post show report. There's another show after this? How oh, cool, I have to say. Um, Live radio is very yeah, exciting okay. to watch yeah, in person. Okay, okay. Um, yeah. Irish, uh, I'm going to keep your suggestion in mind, but right now we should, should get back on track here. What I'd like to do right now is... Mr. Goodman, you have a call. Really? Okay, well, okay, so fine, let's do it. Call, are you there? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, I was wondering, is this a real radio show or what? Um, I mean, yeah, kind of. Well, if this was, well, if this was my show... I'd never let an ex-girlfriend in a studio when I was on the air. Yeah. Hey, your security guard, really? Is he on the money or what? All right. She should have been removed the moment she set foot in the studio. He has a point. I do not appreciate being referred to in this manner, caller. You sound like a very lonely man. How long have you had issues with women? Um, well, I, I didn't mean to insult you Can or anything, Can I ask anything, if but, you're you divorced know? or never married? Oh, I'm, I'm divorced, but what does that have to Someday do with... Someday you'll find love again, and you'll be freed from this bitterness that seems to have consumed you. On yeah. one, you can dispose of that yeah, call. Yeah, yeah, caller, yeah. All right, super. Um, so I, I guess I now should return to what usually is a closely followed schedule. Right, guys? Uh, I, I have my job to do here, and I'm going to do it. We still have a lot of stuff to get to. So if you don't mind, why don't we uh, take this call that's holding right now? Let's just take this. I think it's I need to do this because i got to do the interview. 
Please welcome author Ron Stallworth to the show. Your new book, The Black Klansman, is now available at bookstores everywhere and online. And if it's not, I guess ask for it. I first became aware of the book after your segment on MSNBC recently. So, Ron, give our listeners a brief synopsis of, uh, of it before I jump in here. Synopsis is simply this. Uh, in 1978, uh, I was an undercover officer working in the intelligence unit of the Colorado Springs Police Department, and I saw an uh, ad in the classified section of the uh, local newspaper. It said Ku Klux Klan for information, and then there was a P.O. box address. Mm-hmm. So I answered the ad. Uh, I wrote a, uh, a little note telling them that I was a white man and that I... Uh, uh, Basically, I used all the buzzwords of hate, right. uh, the N-word, uh, the words for uh, Asians, uh, for Jews, uh, for, for Mexicans, uh, Italians. I used all those buzzwords and uh, told them that I wanted to get involved and was looking for information. And I then did a, uh, something that I shouldn't have done because I was an experienced undercover officer. Mm-hmm. I signed my real name to the, uh, to the letter oh. instead of the undercover name that I normally used. And I... Uh, Put it in a. Uh, I gave the uh, my real name. I gave the undercover address that we used, uh, which was untraceable, and I gave the undercover phone number, which was also untraceable, and then put that in the mail. And about a week later, I got a response in the form of a phone call to the to my office asking to speak to Ron Stallworth. And uh, that's how this whole thing got started. It turned out the phone call was from the local organizer of the Ku Klux Klan. That was how he described himself. Super. Wow. Um, well, let me ask you this. Now, among the white supremacists that you spoke to on the phone, including, I might add, the Grand Imperial Wizard, Mr. David Duke, besides the racial garbage that they spew, did, did they really seem that much different than other low-information citizens? I mean, did they, they talk about the weather, the price of gasoline, and other boring stuff, too, besides a new final solution for blacks, Jews, gays, and whoever else is in their top five these days? Who knows? Oh, yeah, we talked about a bunch of stuff. Uh... uh Generally, we talked about uh, things that were happening uh, in politics. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, no matter what you talked about, they always found a way or, or, or a reason to inject uh, their racial ideology into the conversation. Uh, no, ma- no matter what, uh, if you if you were just as an example, this didn't happen, but as an example, if you were to talk baseball with them, they'd somehow or another inject uh, race in, into it in terms of. Uh, uh, black baseball players or uh, uh, um, uh, Latino baseball players. This is the, this is their mindset. Uh, they're they're constantly thinking in terms of racial ideology. Um, hey, I heard it was kind of hard at times for you and your supervising officer to keep from cracking up while on the phone posing as that KKK member. Uh, did you like have a script handy to you know go to hate filled words to keep things flowing? Because I, I I would think that at times you had to just produce some real hate for them to just to keep their uh, to keep the cover right. No, being a black, proud black man of African descent, I have heard all of those words in terms of uh, 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 endearment that they like to use towards me. Right. So it was uh, just a matter of spewing it out. Uh, but yeah, there, there were very sa- almost Saturday Night Live uh, comedic sketches, is how I like to describe them, because I'm on the phone, and keep in mind, this was back in the day before cell phones when you could mute out. Uh, uh, your your, your uh, uh, certain things right. while maintaining conversation. So 
I would be talking on the phone to one of these guys and my sergeant would be sitting in his chair listening and my sergeant was white. Um, he's deceased now. Uh, but my sergeant would be uh, listening and I would start using the buzzwords of hate while in ta talking to the, the person on the phone. And my sergeant would start laughing because I'm posing as a white racial supremacist. Right. And my sergeant would start laughing at me pretending to be a white racist and uh, I'd see him laughing and I'd start laughing. And then I'd say something else that would go over the top. My sergeant would start laughing even harder, uh, all the while trying to keep his voice down because uh, I was supposed to be uh, alone in uh, some place in, in their mind. But I'd start laughing harder because he's laughing harder. And uh, sometimes he would literally be red in the face from laughter, choking, gagging, uh, uh, from laughing so hard ripping his stomach because his stomach was hurting. And a couple of times he was literally down on the floor on one knee laughing so hard and had to run out of the office because he couldn't keep his uh, laughter quiet anymore. And all the time he's going through those gyrations, I'm laughing at him, I'm laughing at me while trying to maintain a professional decorum with the voice on the other end of the phone. Well, did he crack up when you got uh, Mr. Duke to describe uh, how he was so able to identify ethnic uh, individuals over the phone? Uh, didn't that come up at some time? What happened was I called him one day uh, in my guise as a white racial supremacist and, and clan member, local clan member. And uh, I was just talking to him and, and out of the clear blue, I decided to see uh, uh, if I could have a little fun while learning something. So I said, Mr. Duke, aren't you ever afraid of some N-word um, person calling you up, pretending to be white, uh, trying to gain information about the Klan from you? He said, no, I never worry about that because I can always tell when I'm talking to one of them. I said, uh, what do you mean? I don't understand. He said, the way they uh, the way they talk, uh, the way they pronounce certain words in the English language, uh, they're not they don't talk educated like you and I. Uh, and uh, the way they say certain things is a dead giveaway that they are uh, the N word, and that's the term he used, the uh, N word. And I'm being polite for your audience's sake. Right. So, uh, so uh, I said I still don't understand. Can you be a little more specific? He said, take you for example. I can tell that you're an educated white man by the way you pronounce the English language. You, you and I pronounce it the way it was meant to be pronounced. Uh, but there are certain words and, phrase, words and phrases that, and he never told me what these words and phrases were besides the one I'm about to mention. But he said there are certain words and phrases that uh, when, when you hear the N-word uh, say is a dead giveaway that that's who they are. And I said, give me an example. He said, take the letter or the word R, for example. An educated white man like you and I, we pronounce it the way it was meant to be pronounced. We say R, R. But an inward person, they will say R, R. He said, that's a dead giveaway that you're talking to one of them on the phone if you don't know who they are ahead of time. I, he said, so from now on, when you talk to someone on the phone and you're not sure of their uh, identity, just converse with them for a while and get them to say that word or that letter. And uh, once you hear that, that'll be a dead giveaway that it's one of them. I said, Mr. Duke, thank you very, very much. I appreciate that. And I might add, he loved flattery. I said, thank you very much for that, because uh, if you hadn't told me that, I wouldn't have known uh, that. 
And from now on, whenever I talk to someone on the phone, I'm going to be sure and see that they uh, say that word. So from that point on, whenever I call David Duke up, no matter what the conversation was about, I would always find some point to inject uh, uh, that word or letter in there, such as, um, Mr. Duke, how are uh, you doing? Uh, Mr. Duke, are uh, you coming to Colorado Springs anytime soon? Mr. Duke, how are uh, the wife and kids? And he never once figured out that uh, he was talking to one of them. What's been your most memorable moment uh, in your undercover work as a member of the KKK? Because you still have your membership card in your wallet. I've read that. Is that accurate? I have carried that card in my wallet since I, uh, it was handed to me in January 1979. Well, if you want to know what goes on inside a black man's mind when he's dealing with white racists, white supremacists, on that moment and in, in that particular time, I describe what went on in my mind. Because and at that precise moment, I was David Duke and the Klan's worst nightmare. I was a black man with a badge. All right, uh, Ron, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to check in with us tonight. Uh, again, your book, Black Klansman, is available uh, at Amazon, I believe. Correct it. Where, where's it available? It's available at blackklansman.com. You can also find it on Amazon. And uh, if you're a Kindle user, it is on Kindle. And we hope to have it in uh, uh, in the Nook uh, Supply uh hopefully within the next week, uh, if not sooner. All right, super. All right, Ron, you take care of yourself. Thank you so much. Okay, thank you. I can't do it. We'll do it live. Okay. We'll do it live! F*** it! Do it live! I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live! Your radio circuits are destroyed beyond hope of repair. Dinner is served. Dinner was over hours ago. Dinner is served. Dinner was over hours ago. Dinner is served. Dinner was over hours ago. Here's a savings break. Radio circuits are destroyed beyond hope of repair. I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. Your radio circuits are destroyed beyond hope of repair. Dinner is served. Once again, here are your hosts, Spud and Irish, uh, and Amber. Uh, yeah, Amber. All right, that's another topic. Okay, well, it's music time. Thank God. I'm ready for this. Once again, here is our guest for the evening, Kramer. One, two, three,
vampires stay proof Go out and set your position It's your special mission Go to the left and swing to the right That's the greatest kiss black and white There's gotta be a new set of rules Whether people are men got the right to choose I guess a open machine that drives you and me Understand it We're gonna lose it, you see That we Are all the same between perfect and liberty And the truth That means you And I is up to us to see change through can't rely on a two-party system Corporate old man, you pass your politicians We don't care, so we don't vote And since this time we can't get control I want it back, she wants it back He wants it back, let's take it on back Let's take it all back Greedy suckers There's gotta be a new set of rules Whether people in America got the right to choose I guess a corporate machine that drives you and me Understand it? We're gonna lose it Fight fireworks But all I want to is That we We're all the same between politics and liberty That's true. true That means you And I am up to us to see change through You give your freedom to show your safety Is at this moment that you are no longer free I think that's very freaking true The two parties can take more division than you leave I said that This is the Spy Goodman Show <laughs> Uh. That should be fun. I think I'll try that. Once again, here are your hosts, Spud and Irish. Okay, now I'd like to uh, announce 
tonight's throwback segment. Um, you know, I had the opportunity to spend some quality time years back with this legendary entertainer. And yeah, maybe, you know, that term gets tossed around a bit, but this, uh, this man definitely qualifies for that description. I'm referring to Tiny Tim, uh, a legend in the business, as I said. He was a true original and a real gentle man. Uh, here's a bit of our conversation. All right, Spud Goodman at the backstage in Seattle, Washington, speaking with uh, with a man that's uh, that's an American original. Speaking with Tiny Tim. How you doing, by the way? Doing okay. How have you been? Not too bad. Not too bad. It's a pleasure being on your show. Yeah, it, it pro- I would say pleasure. With Joe, can you get him back? But by the way, it's my personal security Irish. He takes care of people like uh, Accordion, who's not supposed to be in this bit. He was in the last one. Um, let, let's let's talk a little bit about your act. Now, you could never ever accuse anyone of ripping off your particular act. You're an original, correct? Well, you know this, this guy's the, the first, first person, person in my career, career to call me Mr. Mr. Goodman. Goodman. Except, Except for that, that police who was serving the subpoena on the set, set last year. year. Question. You, at one time, were on Top of the Entertainment World, uh, did The Tonight Show. Everybody knows you were married on The Tonight Show. Uh, is it a lot easier at this point, kind of being kind of being able to call your own shots, not having people hassle you all day and all night like it was at that particular moment in the late 60s? That's a good question, Mr. Uh, I tell you. Like everything, it is and it isn't. When you're on top, mm-hmm. even though they tell you what to do, you know you're on top. And when you're not, you know, you have no choice, but you have to do what you do on your own. Uh, so uh, you can look at it either way. What's it like being on top? You know, I myself have to be frank with you. I have not had that experience yet. And, uh, you know, a man can dream, but what, what was it like? It was great. It was unbelievable. It was, uh, you know... Uh, you get everything you want when you're on top. Okay. And when you, I mean, when you, I, I visited Georgia Gabor's house. Yeah. Personally. Uh, yeah, and so many other places. Uh, it was a wonderful moment. You know, you if know, I want to learn to play the ukulele instead of the French horn as a kid, I would have had girls hanging all over me in band class. Um, now, let me let me play the Barbara Walters thing, a little word association, all right? First thing that comes to mind, uh, Madonna. Well, uh... She made the most of what she has. Dr. Kevorkian. Horrible. Uh, I certainly, it's not his fault. He, he has his, I mean, he has ideas of, uh, mm-hmm. you know, killing people when they want to go. Mm-hmm. However, there's only one rare exception. Mm-hmm. If a person was dismantled and crushed by, by a, a wheelbarrow. Heaven and, forbid. You know, okay. It's, it's too, too bad, bad Hollywood, Hollywood squares, squares his history. history because, because I think Tiny would make an excellent replacement for Paul Lynn, who I, I think, think is still, still dead. dead. I need your most memorable moment in show business to this day, and oh, I, I need you to pick one, just that's one. That's easy. Uh, Christ, that, was, that was a great moment with Bing Crosby. Bing Crosby. On the, on the Hollywood Palace, December mm-hmm. 9th, 1968. Mm-hmm. And who was on the bill with you that night? Well, on the night, it was uh, Bobby Joe Gentry. She had Bobby Joe, yes, it was Billy Joe. To Billy Wright. That's right. And I can't remember the others, but I do know. Mm-hmm. It was a thrill to meet Bing Crosby. And he was about 70 years old. And he said, I want to give the man who made Tiptoes of the Tulips a household applause. Mm-hmm. You know, household name. He said, I hear you're a fan of mine. And I said, I'll tell you what I'll do. And uh, he sang a song from the 30s. I went into... Uh, <coughs> Where the blue of the night meets the gold of the day. 
someone waits for me. I brought the house down and he never forgot the moment. Were there monsters in those days? Were people stage dive, or was it, were they pretty sedated in the Hollywood Palace? Was the oh, crowd pretty much were, sitting down? Oh, all yes, time? they were wonderful. Okay, all right. You got another call, Mr. Goodman. Busy night. Uh, yeah, okay. All right, put it through. Hey, can I speak with Amber, please? Andy, is that you? Look, I really don't appreciate you screening all my calls. The least you could do after all the time we spent together is to talk with me. Look, Andy, if I wanted to talk with you, I would. Do I have to contact the court again? If I have to get the restraining order reinstated, you know I will. I'm not kidding. Hey, caller, are you stalking Amber? That would not be cool. Aw, dude, I would stay out of this, okay? I know she's been seeing you, and that's something we can deal with later. So, Amber, all I want to do is have some coffee. Somewhere, anywhere. We can make it public. Mm. Hmm. The answer's still no. I'm not interested in you. I don't know how many different ways I have to express this. Hey, man, I know how she feels. Stalkers are a real drag. You should just, like, move on here, find somebody else. You know, between you and me, there's a lot of women out there. I mean, serious. Have you tried Christian, ChristianMingle.com? I mean, it was really good to me. Look, I'm not interested in taking dating advice from a loser like you, okay? Um, okay. Uh, no. There's really no need to get personal. Uh, you know, I was Andy, just... Andy, Andy, don't try and start something here with Spud. He's my boyfriend. It's none of your business. So mm. you just need to go away and never bother either of us again, please. Well, um, it's Andy, right? Uh, is that right? It's Andy? Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Andy, for the record, you know, we're not boyfriend and girlfriend. You know, that's a bit of an exaggeration. I, I okay, in my, I, I guess, okay, let's go with sort of friends. That would it's be not more that accurate. easy. Hey, trying to steal another guy's fiance is not cool, man. And if we ever meet up... I suggest you end this call, Mr. Goodman. I will do a background check on this guy, and we'll get back to you in 48 hours. I'm sure he's harmless. I will handle it. Who made you king? Handle who? What's he talking about? Hey, Andy. I I suggest you show Irish some respect. You don't know this dude. Uh, This is for your own good. Oh, I'm feeling pretty scared. Andy, Andy, we both know you've never been a fight in your life. Quit trying to be the tough guy over the phone. Spud, he's scared to sleep without a nightlight on, so yeah. I just wouldn't yeah. be too concerned. I haven't used a nightlight in over a year, okay? All right, hey, I gotta go, Andy. Um, don't let the bed bugs bite, uh, all right? Uh, bye-bye, I need to go. I gotta finish this damn show. Is, is uh, everyone here in the studio okay with me wrapping things up? Because it seems like I have to hold a freaking caucus to make decisions around here now. You know, there have been times where I kind of wish Chick would like go off and join some commune or something, you know, and I could bring in fresh blood. But this is uh, just a, a reminder to me uh, to remember that classic, be careful what you wish for, because I, I kind of really miss the guy right now. No, I mean, not, nothing I personal on you, Irish. I don't think I'll be doing this co-host thing again, Mr. Goodman. I'll be going back to my off-air role next week. 
if you don't mind. Yeah, I mean, I, I understand that. But, you know, people think being a radio host would be so much fun. But now that you've, like, walked an hour in my shoes, the bodyguard business doesn't sound that bad, does it? Mr. Goodman, I've always loved my job. I just don't particularly enjoy having to clean up the fallout from the love lives of my clients. Yeah, I, I know. I you know, aren't know. the only one who's made bad choices. Uh, excuse me, are you referring to me? You know, I'd like to register my resentment of that crack. Spud, tell your bodyguard that no matter what you say on air, we do have something special. Well, listen, you don't have to be embarrassed to say it publicly. Your man code that says if you proclaim your love of a woman, it will label you as demasculated to your male peers. That's that's such an outdated cliche. Um, I think I know where you're going. You can't prevent everything. I think where you're going on this is you're trying to play the Don Draper card, and uh, I am not a dinosaur. I can say I love you to a woman. Seriously, I can. You know, probably even in public, you know, if there's no one around, I could do that. Oh, I love you too, Spud. I think I'll excuse myself and go cover the door to the studio. If you need me for anything during the post-show report, just let me know. You're going to really ditch out on me right now. The thing's fine. So, Spud, may not be cool to say this live on the air, but I have something to give you, and I think it'll make you happy. I have two what? tickets for the Seahawks season opener, you know, against the Packers what? on Thursday night, um, September 4th. And, you know, they're great seats. No, no, two, two tickets for me? <laughs> no, you're, you're now you're playing with me, right? Because that is so cool. I mean, that was totally sold out, right? I mean, the Packers. I yep, mean, it yep. sold. Yep, got them from StubHub. They, they were very expensive. So... But here's the deal. Now that you said it live on the air, I, I mean, I, I know Chick is listening, and you know he's gonna be bugging me to take him with me, and you know, I, I'm not opposed to it. But he kind of gets on my nerves during games, as he always has to get up and pee, so everyone in the row, you know, has to then get up, stand up, and let him walk by them, and then they have to sit back down. It happens like every 15 minutes. He has the bladder the size of an M&M. I would much rather go with on one because he always brings snacks. What? You're not serious now, are you? This this has to be a joke. This was supposed to no. be our romantic okay. get together. <laughs> yeah. I was going to book a room at the Four Seasons for us after the game. Really? Are you freaking kidding me No, here? no, no, no. No, I would love, love, love to go to the game with you. It's going to be awesome. So I, I yeah, you didn't hear me. You didn't hear me. Thank you so very much. I, I am available to go to the game that night if uh, anybody does have an extra ticket. Just, just saying. Okay, so, uh, right. Um, let me get back on track here, close the show, and I, and I hope everyone listening so has enjoyed the program. we can talk after the show. When you're done here, maybe we can go out for a late dinner because I am starved. Well, what is the question? I, I sort of had plans. You know, I was going to go to the casino with a couple friends. But friends? What, what friends? Do I, do I know no, them? Um, you know, uh, you, you don't know them. Uh, but hey, I can go to the casino another time. But hey, we'll we'll go grab something to eat. Maybe, maybe how about maybe the West End Tavern? Tavern food. Ugh. I was thinking of Thai or Italian. But the Mariners game's still on. We can catch the last. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Fine. I hate Thai food, but sure, Thai food it is. Okay. Great. I'll just sit over here, mind my business until you're done with your duties. Yeah. Super. All right. Okay. I am Spud Goodman. For my bodyguard, Irish, who's ditched me and outside on a smoke break. Thanks for listening. Be all that you can be, and I mean that.
God bless and ciao. That's for my Italian listeners. And adios for all of our fans in Mexico. Thank you guys again for all your support down there. All right, once again, our special musical guest of the evening, Kramer. of a radio program. If this was not a real radio program, you would have been instructed to go to another website in hopes of finding one. The Spud Goodman Radio Show represents the last line of defense in our ongoing battle to rid the world of generic entertainment. Get involved. Together we can make a difference. The show was written and directed by Spud Goodman, produced by David Brenneman of Rosedale Audio Productions. Original music by Michael Spots and Tom Harmon. Executive producer is Lori Madsen and associate producer is Derek Schneider. Live music production and broadcast engineering by On One at the facilities of NWCZ Radio. Occasional musical commentaries by the folk singers in hell. Check out Spud's TV stuff on YouTube, his radio stuff on iTunes, NWCZ, or SpudGoodman.com, and follow Spud on all types of social media. Believe me, he's finally getting the hang of this stuff. Opinions expressed on this show do not reflect those of this station, the sponsors, or any other living being except Spud Goodman. Copyright 2014, Spud Goodman Productions. David Brenneman speaking.
Welcome to the Spud Goodman Post Show Report. We will now perform an autopsy of tonight's episode. Here is your host, Ivy Quinn. Hi, I'm Ivy Quinn. Welcome tonight to the Spud Goodman Post Show Report. I'm here with my lovely panel, Derek. Hey, what's up? Dave. Hi. On one. Hi. And taking the place of Chick Hunter tonight is our very special guest, bodyguard extraordinaire, Irish. Thank you, Miss Quinn. It's nice to have you here. I feel a little bit safer, especially with stalkers running around. Most of them are female, so I think you're okay. Let's let's hope so. You never know in this day and age, Irish. All I say is be safe, have a buddy, and make sure if someone comes up to you that they know your kid code, okay? You be safe. Kid code. Kid code? That, that's a special code word you have that if a stranger tries to take you away and they don't know it, you don't go with them. Oh, I figured if they were if they were pedophile that were too dumb to know you were a kid, then you'd say that and they'd get the clue. Um, that may work that way also, but we'll come up with our special passwords after the show. So um, we also have with us tonight Kramer, an amazing band who's going to be playing for us later. So we'd like to thank them for sticking around. Thank you, fellas. You're very welcome. And our first band that we're playing tonight is Cobble Dreams. Um, Spud stumbled onto them fairly recently. They hail from Kabul, Afghanistan. And at one time, they billed themselves as the only rock band in that country. It's safe to assume that playing music live was a challenge for them in their own country as they had to relocate while the Taliban ruled. But they did return and perform after the Taliban was removed. They've recently relocated to the U.S. and hopefully they'll get a chance to tour the world soon as they are really good. The song we're playing tonight is titled Crack in the Radio. And after that, we have a song from the past by Seattle band Coffin Break with a cover of the Buzzcocks hit What Do I Get?
Introducing yourselves in case we have any new listeners this hour. Brandon on guitar. I'm Drew. I play bass. Spencer drums. Thank you guys for sticking around. Um, tell me, is your name influenced by anything in particular, <laughs> or is it so obvious that I shouldn't even ask? It's totally random. Yeah. Just random. <laughs> Did you like go to school with someone named Kramer, and you're like, that guy's nope. awesome. <laughs> Did you, names. did you like pick it out of the dictionary, like flipping open and like point to it? It's the one that, yeah. in the dictionary? It's the one that sounded the least horrible. Ouija board, eight ball. I really want to know. Ouija board. Let's go with that. Yeah. Ouija board. Start, we're going to start telling people Ouija board. Well, what is the question? The official answer is Ouija board, Ouija board. is how the name Kramer came about. Um, I love your sound. Thank you. Very, very shreddy. It's the shreddiest. And, um, what 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 propels you? How do you drive that much energy into all your your music? It's hard uh, to say. Yeah, it's my hate for society. Yeah, super <laughs> hate for society. So we've got we'll call that passion. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, there yeah, we go. That's a better one. No, we passion. Just, we just see a lot of stuff that we like to complain about. So we okay. play really hard about it. Do Super. That's it. Yeah. Do oh go ahead well, please. It feels good to play fast because you yeah. work all day long and you're pissed off that you're there mm-hmm. so you can get off work go jam and you know instead of beating somebody up you just hit your guitar and <laughs> drums hard i really like that that you're channeling your frustrations that's nice um 
Do you have a band attorney? <laughs> we probably should. <laughs> it's not that easy. With with the Kill the IRS song, I'm thinking maybe if yeah. you don't want to, I'm thinking that could be a red flag. Of all the stuff that they're going to look for, that might be one thing. Super. The band gets audited. If you if you have an attorney, just might get someone on retainer. That's well, all I'm saying. Yeah. We got to make money to get audited, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know that that will stop them. We'll hear from them as soon as we start making it. <laughs> so what are you guys going to play tonight? Oh, we can do Mother Nature, Father Time. Yeah, yeah. that sounds epic. Can let, whenever you're ready. It. I wish people could see. I mean, I think they can feel it when they hear the music. You guys are just so intense. Take your vitamins, stay hydrated because I don't know how you sustain it. It's amazing. It's really intense. Super. If people want to catch you live in the act and share in your um, passionate, passionate, mm. energetic, crazy, balls tastic performances, when are you playing next? Our next show is next Friday in Portland, Oregon. Okay. At the East End. And then we're running down to Ashland and back up to Eugene after that, that same weekend. Mm-hmm. We're working class band. Well, tour on the weekends. Every weekend. <laughs> I recommend people catch you live because you'll have a really good time. It's really super intense and really fun. So Thanks. thank you very much for sticking around. Thanks and for having us. I believe now we are going to go to Derek with a clip. It's about that time, I guess. Uh, so our first clip tonight, we've got from the Michael Ian Black interview, talking to Spud about the book he co-wrote with Megan McCain and how we may have more in common with those crazy right, right-wingers than we think. Let's roll the clip. All right, super. Hey, in 2011, you co-wrote a book with uh, Megan McCain titled America, You Sexy Bitch, A Love Letter to Freedom. You know, as, as she's sort of despised by the Republican old guard in the Fox Nation. I do enjoy her quite a bit. Um, what did you take away from this experience? Well, the overall lesson for me was that as uh, as polarized as cable news would, would have us believe we are about each other, mm-hmm. that, you know, when you just talk to people day to day, most people want basically the same things and, uh, the, and, and even agree to a large degree on how 
on what those things are, but you know how we get there uh, tends to be the biggest points of disagreement. So I guess it just it, it's the, the biggest lesson to me was just that we have a lot more in common than we do that that separates us, and that was kind of reassuring. I'm guessing she might have been a fun uh, person to hang out with. Is that is that accurate? Oh, she's a lot more fun than I am. Republicans are a lot more fun than Democrats in general. Democrats tend to be whiny scolds. Republicans tend to want to drink a lot and have fun and shoot guns. Who would you rather hang out with? That's true. They're much much more uh, active patronizing the prostitution trade, too. So, yeah, they probably are a heck of a lot more fun. Now, I never thought of it quite like that. Good point. All right, super. Um, hey, what? So do you think it's true? Do you think Republicans party harder? I, I don't know. It, it it feels weird to me. And not the good kind of weird. I'm, I'm talking the kind of weird you feel when, when you see someone your... someone touches well, you in your bathing suit area, I was going to say when you see your hot cousin at the family reunion your, after your freshman year of high school. Wow, things are getting weird. kind of uncomfortable in here. Um, Dave, what about you? Do you think that it's conservative people rocking it up? Uh, you know, a lot of my friends are conservative, and it usually involves kegs of beer and skeet shooting. So, yeah, it's a hell of a good time. So it's alcohol and shooting, but I don't know that that necessarily... Good and good for you. ...equals more fun. I don't know. As long as you point the gun in the right direction, it's great. I, I think maybe Michael Ian Black needs to party with me, because I bring it, and I'm definitely less conservative. We're talking like, you know, fifths of Jack Daniels and that stuff. No beer. We're going for the hard stuff. I think the Green Party parties hardiest. You know what? I bet they party mellowest. <laughs> same thing intensely and consistently but i bet they don't shoot anything that reminds me i got the case of jack daniels that you wanted out in my car too by the way sweet at the next break that needs to be in here right. and in my mouth we'll get okay? nevin on, we'll get nevin on that marijuana safer and alcohol marijuana safer and alcohol it sounds like a lovely evening all uncomfortable feelings now being set aside and drowned in a haze of alcoholic splendor and we're going to return to the music we have a sneak preview tune from the upcoming album on King Beagle Records to be released this summer by Seattle band The Jilly Rizzo. This one's called Hey, That's Great. The band is also now launching a Kickstarter campaign to get their record Three Strike Mooser out to the public. You can find details on that at the band's website. And then we'll have Harvey Sid Fisher with Money. Suck it to me, bitch. Like it's 66, 1966. Hey, that's great. Hey, that's great. The caption says, You punks, fuck, are you punks, fuck? Hey, that's great. Hey, that's great. That's great. Hey, that's great. I wanna ask you. 
Goodman Post Show Report with Ivy Quinn will return in just a moment. don't know who it is. Aren't the interns supposed to be screening the calls here? Uh, I think they're still playing hacky sack outside on the sidewalk. It's okay. We don't really get a lot of calls in the second hour. Hello? Is Amber still in the studio? I know she's there. Amber? Uh-huh. Amber? Amber, we need to talk. I can change. Seriously, I can change. I promise I'll never eat anchovies around you ever blah. again. 
If I do, I'll do it outside, okay? Uh, caller, this is Andy, right? Um, yeah. Amber left with Spud after the first hour was over. Um, if it means anything to you, I don't think Spud has romantic intentions toward your ex-girlfriend. I, I, he said something about going somewhere to break things off for good. I think that's enough information to divulge, Miss Quinn. And who are you again? You work for that punk Spud Goodman, right? I don't Kinda. expect you to listen to reason here. The dollar is mightier than the truth. Huh. I can assure you, money is not the motivating factor here. Yeah. You are a knucklehead. And I think this would be a good time for you to terminate the call. Andy, don't you think it would be a good idea to spend some time alone? You know, get to really know yourself. And maybe turn this thing into a growth experience. I, I bet you haven't taken a moment to slow down and just revel in being Andy, have you? Find someone who likes anchovies. Well, no. I hate being alone myself. It gives me the creeps. My kitten, Samantha, ran away last week, so I'm trying not to be home, you know, so much until I either find her or I get another cat. Aw, I don't think so. Sad to hear. You know, the Humane Society has many litters of kittens waiting for a loving owner just like you. You know, the Humane Society is a good idea. Sam's gone for good. Thank you. It's. Siamese, right? Yeah, um, I'm also a cat lover. I have a Siamese myself. Samantha's a Siamese. Wow. We have similar tastes. Uh, caller, goodbye. On one, terminate, please. But, well, but. that takes care of that. I guess I know now why Spud says you are the top security guy in the area. Just doing my job, Miss Quinn. Okay, well, it is music time again. Yay. Here is Hey Moonshaker with 10 Letter Word, and then we have Finn Records recording artist Afrock from Olympia, Washington with Be All Right. <laughs>
it's been like on our side People struggle through life Call it depression Poor people got some food on their plate Call it a blessing Man, it's hard out here We trying to grind The father smiles to his child He's crying inside Cause he know we can't make rent I know it don't make sense We wanna make it to the top But we can't yet Yeah, you know the story Let me tell it again Life's tough is division We all trying to win So we all wear a frown We bring each other down And I'm praying for a future But I'm fighting for it Now generations ahead Gotta prepare for the worst Cause what we doing to a culture And our earth Change our ways in every sense Until we get it right Until then Hold on my people We gon' be alright Alright I know we gon' be alright Said we gon' be alright I know we gon' be alright Well alright and alright Yeah I know we gon' be alright Said we gon' be alright I know we gon' be alright Well alright Every night they are fighting Waking the kids They never meant it to be bad But it blatantly is He said he never raised a hand Now he's raising the fist She wears sunglasses to cover her face In a tear she's thinking she swallows a pride Never thought he'd ever hit it When he made her his bride But something changed in him And he's reckless at times She wanna pack a bag And take the kids somewhere to hide She's too scared to leave him He swears if she does He will make him even him The last thing that she does What kind of life is that? Always living in fear She waits till he's asleep She's too scared to the head Then she gets up and gets dressed Grabs the bag she hid Sneaks down the hall And then she grabs the kids On the getaway Down the open road On a cold night it's gonna be alright. I know we gonna be alright. Said we gonna be alright. Day is dawning, new ways are spawning. Children wanna grow up with a daddy and a mommy. We know things ain't perfect. We gotta work it, fight every chance for the things that are worth it. Each day should be progress, add a little bit more weight. Fillin' my heart full of love and make sure there's no room for hate. Cause I don't have the ability to choose my own fate. Gotta make sure I provide, make sure my family's straight. Sometimes you gotta deal with the bull and see the good in life, cause it's full of it. Recognize you so special and your future's bright. Just a reminder that, that everything's gonna be alright I know it's gonna be alright I said it's gonna be alright I know it's gonna be alright Well alright, yeah, alright, yeah I know it's gonna be alright I said it's gonna be alright I know it's gonna be alright Well alright We have a fascinating story now. What's your, can you tell us more about the clip? I can, I can, I can do that. Do you want me to? 
Absolutely. All right. Our second clip for the night comes from Spud's interview with Ron Stallworth, where he talks about the time he learned from a self-proclaimed expert how to tell if you're talking to a person of color over the phone. And let's just explain really quickly that Ron Stallworth was an African-American man, a police officer who went undercover into the Klan. I was just talking to him, and, and out of the clear blue, I decided to see uh, uh, if I could perhaps have a little fun while learning something. So I said, Mr. Duke, aren't you ever afraid of some inward um, person calling you up, pretending to be white, uh, trying to gain information about the Klan from you? He said, no, I never worry about that because I can always tell when I'm talking to one of them. I said, uh, what do you mean? I don't understand. He said, the way they, uh, the way they talk, uh, the way they pronounce certain words in the English language, uh, they're not, they don't talk educated like you and I. Uh, and uh, the way they say certain things is a dead giveaway that they are uh, the N-word. And that's the term he used, the uh, N-word, and I'm being polite for your audience's sake. Right. So, uh, so uh, I said, I still don't understand. Can you be a little more specific? He said, take you, for example. I can tell that you're an educated white man by the way you pronounce the English language. You, you and I pronounce it the way it was meant to be pronounced. Uh, but there are certain words and phrase, words and phrases that, and he never told me what these words and phrases were besides the one I'm about to mention. But he said there are certain words and phrases that uh, when, when you hear the N-word uh, say is a dead giveaway that that's who they are. And I said, give me an example. He said, take the letter or the word R, for example. An educated white man like you and I, we pronounce it the way it was meant to be pronounced. We say R, R, but an uh, uh, N-word person, they will say R, R. He said, that's a dead giveaway that you're talking to one of them on the phone if you don't know who they are ahead of time. Uh, he said, so from now on, when you talk to someone on the phone and you're not sure of their uh, identity, just converse with them for a while and get them to say that word or that letter, and uh, once you hear that, That'll be a dead giveaway that it's one of them. I said, Mr. Duke, thank you very, very much. I appreciate that. And I might add, he left flattery. I said, thank you very much for that, because uh, if you hadn't told me that, I wouldn't have known uh, that. And from now on, whenever I talk to someone on the phone, I'm going to be sure and see that they uh, say that word. So from that point on, whenever I called David Duke up, no matter what the conversation was about, I would always find some point to inject uh, uh, that word or letter in there such as, um, Mr. Duke, how are you doing? Uh, Mr. Duke, are you coming to Colorado Springs anytime soon? Mr. Duke, how are the wife and kids? And he never once figured out that uh, he was talking to one of them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that must have uh, been quite satisfying on your behalf. There's no doubt. Uh, wow, great story. Uh, this entire story is is fascinating. I mean, just that he was able to infiltrate and um, expose it. That had to be really satisfying. Yeah. I, it's, it's one of those things. It's It was right under his nose and he never figured it out. I, I take, I think, what would be a Mr. Stallworth-approved approach. Sometimes I've found people assume, because I am Caucasian, that I will be racist, and they just drop racist stuff like you wouldn't believe on you. And so what my approach is, is I just feign complete ignorance. And I'm like, can you explain? When they're like, oh, well, you know what those people are like. I'm like, what people? 
and they're like well you you know those people and and i always make them be very explicit or other worse examples dave the interesting thing i learned is that lawrence welk is black because he would always say and now the band are gonna play a song i did not know that that explains a lot about that show or not i have a tendency to agree with mr duke there are certain ethnic groups and and parts of society that have phrases and and ways of saying things that are endemic within their society such as uh, a southern white cracker will say all y'all as a plural for y'all but you know what's interesting is i say all y'all now because i spoke foreign languages and sometimes i get uncomfortable using a singular you and so i'll say all y'all or y'all because in foreign languages there's a plural you so i've got a question about that if you're going to establish a venn diagram of y'alls and uh there were several y'alls in that diagram where the y'alls overlap that would be an all y'all it's because i tend to default to you guys and that sounds very jersey and after the no, exploitation it's you guys well it, i just i wasn't as what's the matter with, with you guys i felt i didn't feel classy saying you guys all the time I felt like John Travolta, hey, you guys, you know? And so, say, hey, you fellows. So sometimes it's y'all, but if you've been speaking to one group, plurally y'all over here and y'all over there, and then you need to refer to everybody, it is all y'all. But yeah, isn't language fascinating? As long as you guys aren't saying Washington, I'll be okay. No, that Whoa. one makes me, yeah. Or Auburn, the town in Washington. <laughs> yeah. There is no R. Which is right next to Oregon. In Washington. And you may be interested in knowing that Washington State has one of the most purest forms of the English language, accent-free, uh, nationally. I learned that as an exchange student from an English professor in Germany. Well, then we share that tidbit. The only, the only nice. thing we do is we put T's in the middle of the words. We pronounce them as D's, like Seattle or, you know. Yeah. Uh, like often. I, I know people from the East often, Coast. Often, yeah. That they're like, but they say like bottle instead of bottle. Like we say bottle, they say bottle. That's Boston. But yes, it is. Bottle. You've got a good ear for, for that. All right. So now we're going to have um, some more music. We have July Talks with Guns and Ammunition. And then we have Spud Goodman Show Veterans, the F-holes with hot mess. My guns and ammunition Do very different things If you're looking for tradition I'm castling my king When I think about you My whole world falls in Yeah. 
you're listening to the Spud Goodman Post Show Report. Oh, we're back. Oh, I, on one, do you, you say we're having a call? We got a call on the line here. Oh, I, I thought we were done taking calls tonight. Um, we're not running behind? No, we, okay. had, we had a little bit of time. I All figured right. I'd just put it through. Put it through, put it through. Ivy? So I didn't get a chance to ask if you were, you know, like married or single or whatever. You know, are you into at least like meeting someone new? That is not super. I have a lady. Thanks for asking. No, dude. I'm calling for Ivy, okay? This is Andy again, isn't it? Um, I thought I made it clear your ex, Amber, is long gone. She's not here. Seriously. Okay. I'm calling for you, Ivy. What? I think you get me. You really get me. Amber just never appreciated me, to be honest with you. I felt uh, like I was taken for granted, and she hated my cat, Samantha. And she's always whining about her allergies. Oh, God. Okay, between you and me, the cat allergy card is often an excuse used to cover up intimacy issues. I mean, there may be some legitimate sniffles occasionally, but I think most exaggerate the minor discomfort. I mean, what kind of person doesn't love cats? Right? Wow, we're so, we're so simpatico. Could I ask, you know, I mean, what's your sign? I don't mean to seem cheesy, call, but... I suggest you hang up and never call this show again. Are we clear on this? Thank you. So, right now we need to move on here, Andy, but I hope you find your runaway cats. Super. Uh, sometimes it does take a few days before they return home. I am sure he'll find someone new. Maybe someone who loves cats. Uh, let's go back to some music. First up is Endino's Earthworm with The Wasp. And then we have Stag with These Times.
to the Spud Goodman post-show report. Irish, I can really see now why Spud has said he wouldn't do this show if you weren't around and in charge of security. You really do give one a sense of safety and well-being. And I might also add that you make a heck of a co-host. Hopefully Chick's not listening tonight. You know how insecure he can get. Thank you for the kind words, Miss Quinn. But I have no interest in being on the air and in the public eye. I agreed to help out tonight as a personal favor to Mr. Goodman. Well, that was nice. Um, how's your business going? I understand you have a few other clients besides Spud. Anyone our listeners might know? Yeah, you know I can't divulge that kind of stuff. Man. But yes, business is good. Of course, Mr. Goodman is my main client. I've been with him for uh, 28 years. Okay, just between you and I, how annoying is he to work for? I mean, I know what it's like just doing the post-show report for him, but man, your duties are a matter of life and death. Well, <laughs> so far, no one's actually taken a shot at him. But I have taken several eggs and more than a few water balloons. He has always been one of those love him or hate him media personalities. <laughs> Makes the job interesting. Uh, <laughs> I know. I really enjoyed working with you tonight. You, sir, are a real pro. Thank you. It was Super. fun, but right now, I should be heading out to check on Mr. Goodman, as he gave me the location of where he's speaking with the subject who was here this evening. She may seem harmless to you and others, but she has been harassing him for quite some time. And that is not business, You never know, so I'll be leaving now. Yeah, I think that's probably a big thing. That's probably good. Um, okay, then, so go do what you have to do and take care. Um, we're going to wrap up tonight. We had an awesome evening with Kramer. Uh, amazing panel. Derek, thank you. David, Later, thank y'all. you. On one. Nevin, thank you. And we really did appreciate having Irish here. Um, 
I'd just like to say that I've missed Chick Hunter a lot tonight. I, I think some of it's that I take personal responsibility, having been basically his nanny since I was 14 and Super. He was in his mid-20s. And I just hope to God that he had clean socks on when he went bowling tonight. Is it kind of like a day off for you? Like, what, how do you feel? Do you feel more relaxed? It's less of a job. I mean, don't get me wrong. Mrs. Hunter pays me well. She contributes to my 401k and everything. But I, I, I'm invested. So, Super. Yeah, I hope I hope he's out there Super. And, and he's okay. We're going to wrap up tonight with one more song, and this one's from way back in the 60s. It's a Northwest band that ruled in those days. Here is Dawn in the Good Times with Little Sally Tease. But she says, just a minute, please Out of a sudden, she holds your hand and lets you smile I want to hug and kiss you, but baby, let's wait a while Wild, wild, whoa, 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 whoa Little Sally, little Sally, Sally She says she want to love you, but she says a little later, please is the Spud Goodman Post Show Report.
that chicken still doing out? It smells really good. Honey, look at this! I don't understand. Super? Super. Super? Super! You can't prevent everything. You can't prevent everything. Spud Goodman Post Show Report is written and directed by Spud Goodman. Produced by David Brenneman of Rosedale Audio Productions. Executive producer, Lori Madsen. Audio engineer, On One, at the facilities of NWCZ Radio. Audio highlights, Derek Schneider. Our interns are Joseph Haley, Digital Operations, and Nevin Smith, In-Studio Production. The music composed and performed by Brian J. Martin. Copyright 2014, Spud Goodman Productions. David Brenneman speaking. Be sure to tune in next week at this time for another adventure in broadcast forensics on the Spud Goodman Post Show Report. Super!